Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. What's up? It's Kyla with another That Christian Girl podcast episode. And I am so excited for this week because we are doing an episode all on thankfulness. And I have been waiting quite a little while for this one. So I'm excited to get right into it. Um, First, I'm just going to do a quick little shout out to a girl named Lydia. She sent me this super sweet message. It was just so encouraging. So thank you, Lydia, for your message. And also thank you for all of you guys who are interacting in polls, um, giving me new reviews, and even going as far to message me either over Instagram or over email because I really enjoy reading what you guys think. And you guys are always so encouraging. It's just so encouraging to hear from you guys and learn more about you guys and yeah all of that fun stuff and just it's so encouraging when I get a message that's like thank you for this Kyla and it makes me so happy so thank you thank you for reaching out and thank you for everybody who has done that or yeah thank you so much (laughs) but on the track of thank yous, we are going to get right into our episode about thankfulness. So Thanksgiving is in two days. Well, by the time that this comes out, it's in two days. It's in three days from me sitting here. But if you don't know what what Thanksgiving is, because I know we have a few international listeners, it's where you get together with family share a big meal, and express gratitude for one another. So I thought this would just be the perfect time to put out an episode about gratefulness. So this brings us to today's topic, thankfulness. And this is not just a thing to do around Thanksgiving or around the holidays. This should be a year-round practice, but I am just excited to get started and hop in with it today with you guys. So our first point is that we are commanded to be thankful. And we should be thankful because of all of the blessings that God has given us. I don't know why I didn't turn to the Bible verse where we're going to start. But I wanted to start in 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verses 34. So this verse says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. So that one's a really good one. And I'm just going to kind of rapid fire through all of these because there's so many verses, but I kind of want to go through all of them really quick and just read some verses about thankfulness because there are actually so many verses out there. And Like, more than just the stereotypical ones. So the next one is Psalm 717. I will give give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord the Most High. Next, we're going to flip to Psalm 107.1. This one says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, 
for his steadfast love endures forever. Next is First Thessalonians 5.18. And this one says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The next one and the final one is Colossians 3.15-17. through 17. This one says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts for God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So within these three verses, the only thing that repeats three times is to be thankful. And that's where we're going to stop our verse reading for like this little section. But I think it's so important that you just really dwell on the fact that said, and be thankful with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And then verse 17 says, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I think all of those verses kind of both show us why we need to have thankfulness and then also just show us that thankfulness is actually a command from God. So that leads us to the question, what should we be thankful for? And the main thing is God's gift and grace for us, which is our salvation. So... Let's go to Ephesians 2.8. This one says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. So this one shows that like through grace and through faith, by grace through faith, we have been saved. So this is a gift of God, it even says. And that's what we should be thankful for, is the gift that God has given us our salvation. Um, and then next, Romans 6.23, which says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ Jesus our Lord. So I think that just reiterates the point that the thing that we should be grateful for and why we should be thankful and why we should be grateful is that the wages of our sin is death, but the free gift of God. We should be thankful for the free gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And then let's go to Psalm 28, verse 7, which says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, and him my heart trusts, I am, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with song I give thanks, and with my song I give thanks to him. So this also shows us that we should be thankful for the strength and the shieldment that God has given us. And we should be thankful that he is our strength and that our, tr- our heart can trust in him and that we are helped. And, and then with songs and praises, we should give thanks to God. There's so many verses on thankfulness. I think... That's just something, not crazy, but something that I noticed while I was trying to find verses. I was like, wow, there's so much in here. So much in the Bible that so many times that we're called to be grateful and thankful for God's gift for us. 
Our next one is Hebrews twelve twenty eight. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. So I really like that verse because, like, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we should be thankful for receiving a kingdom that is eternal and it cannot be shaken. And my final thing is James 1, 1, 7, which says, For that person may not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Oh, 1, 17, James 1, 17, which says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So the first part, every good gift, good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So we can be thankful for every good gift and every perfect gift that God gives us or every good gift that we receive because it is from above and it is from God. So I kind of broke this into three biblical truths that we can be thankful about no matter the circumstances. So number one, our biggest problem our sin is taken care of and we're saved. So what I kept on saying, God's gift to us and God's grace for us. Like that is amazing. Whenever you're feeling down and ungrateful and unthankful, just think, wait, God has given me this amazing gift of salvation and he has taken care of my biggest problem. And I think this is how I really reframe my mind when I've fallen into a sad pit or where I'm just feeling really ungrateful. I think, Kyla, you are saved. Like, you don't have to worry about your eternity, and that should give you so much joy and so much hope. And I think I talked about that in the last podcast episode, too. But I think that's something that we can be so thankful for and so grateful for. The second thing is that we have a loving and perfect father. So if you come from a bad household, if you come from just a house where you didn't really have a loving father, you didn't, or you just see the flaws in so many people, like no matter if it's your friends, your family, whatever it may be, just know that you have a perfect father, God in heaven, and then you have a perfect friend, which is Jesus. And I think that's something that fills me with hope and fills me with joy too, is that no matter how much people around me may fail me, may fail my expectations, may make me sad, may make me just get me down, I know that I have a perfect and loving father up in heaven. And no matter what happens, no matter how people treat me, I know that my father up in heaven loves me and that he's perfect and he will never, ever treat me badly like the people of this world may treat me. And this can go into more than just like father and like your relationship with your father, whether it's broken or whether it's not. It can go into your relationship with your friends or just any relationship with anybody because people are flawed and people are imperfect. So 
just reminding ourselves of the fact that we have a perfect and a loving father up in heaven. Jesus is our perfect friend. He's also such a loving friend. Like Jesus sacrificed his life for us. Like that is the biggest act of love that I think I have ever, ever heard about. Sacrificing your life for another person. And just think, wow, no matter what happens on this earth, no matter how many people dislike me, either because of something that I do or because of my faith in Jesus, like I know that they are just people and I have a perfectly perfect and loving father and a perfect and loving friend up in heaven and they will never forsake me and they will never do anything bad to make make me make me feel bad make me feel yucky because they're perfect and they can't make me feel yucky and my third truth is we have a community in Christ so it's so easy for us to be ungrateful and unthankful because we feel like we don't have enough friends or we feel alone. But reminding us ourselves that we have a community in Christ, which are brothers and sisters, and we are called to serve our brothers and sisters and they're called to serve us. So just how we should be reflecting Jesus's love on others, we also know that people in the Christian community, although they can be flawed, will try and reflect Jesus' love back on us. And you just got to realize that people are flawed. They're not perfect. You know, they're going to hurt each other. But we can rest in the fact that we can go and be in a Christian community. And when we are saved, we are let into this amazing community of believers that you would not have if you didn't have Jesus. Like, the amount of friendships that I've made that are built on faith-based principles is amazing. And how much better and sweeter are those friendships? And even like the people that I talk to in church, and maybe I'm not the best friends with, but even them, like that is amazing to know that I have a community with those people even when I, like, wasn't even looking for it, (laughs) you know? I have a community, and I have brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to help serve each other. Like, we should serve them, and then they're called to serve us too, but it shouldn't become, like, oh, we're only in this Christian community to be served. We need to be continually serving them, but just, it shows how, how we serve each other, and how we love each other, and how we're let into this really well, hopefully really loving community and how many, how much community we have in, in God and in our faith. Okay. My next thing is thankfulness combats discontentment. So I want to do a whole episode on contentment and comparison because I think those go hand in hand. The more content you are, the less comparative you are to other people's lives. But I wanted to talk about this a little bit today because I have been realizing in my own life that it's easy to want the next thing to happen. Like with our fast paced world, it's easy to want the next thing and then the next thing. And then we don't truly sit in the season that we're at, the season that we're in. We don't truly sit in it and let it grow us. 
So we can be discontent with the season that we've been placed in, whether it's literal, like actual season, outside season, or if it's figuratively, like if you're in a waiting season, or if you're in a in a hill or on a hill or in a valley. Like it's very easy for us to be discontent in the seasons that we're going through, especially when you're in a valley or when you're just in the waiting season. It's so easy for us to be discontent in that season because we just want to get on top of that hill. We don't want to be in the valley or on the flat ground. We want to be on top of that hill. We, I get so discontent sometimes and I find myself falling into this trap of discontentment. So I'm ready for the next season to start like actual season, like snow. (laughs) I have been thinking so much like, oh my goodness, I just want it to snow. I can't wait for snow. It's going to be Christmas time. And then I'm like, whoa, Kyla, slow down. Be so thankful that the weather is warm still. Like you can go outside and yes, you might need a jacket, but you don't need to bundle up in a bunch of layers. You don't have to scrape off your car every morning. Be so grateful for that. Like I have to remind myself that to be like, wait, I don't have to scrape off my car every morning. I would be so, I think I would be less thankful if I had to get up every morning and scrape off my car, but I can be so discontent and I just want the next thing to happen. Like right now, I just want Christmas to happen. I want it to be Christmas. I just, I want winter break. And then I have to be like, whoa, Kyla, slow down. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) Be thankful that it's Thanksgiving and live in this Thanksgiving. And, you know, you can look forward, I'll talk about this at the end, but you can look forward to Christmas, but if it's the thing that you're yearning towards, is it's not a good thing. You should be, you can look forward to seasons, but you can't, like, yearn for it. Because, you know, once I get to Christmas and after New Year's, then what am I going to be yearning for? Easter? Or spring break, one of the two, whichever comes first. Then I'll be like, oh, just got to get to this season. Just got to get to this holiday. Just just got to get to this break. Just can't wait for this break. And I'm just completely ignoring everything that's going around me because I just want it to be Christmas. I just want to have, you know, my happy Christmas time. I just want to have my happy spring break time. And then what is, what is it going to be? I just can't wait to graduate. I just can't wait to get out of school. I just can't wait to be done with high school. Like, I just can't wait for summer or spring or whatever it may be. And I find myself like just wanting something different, being so discontent, like wanting for snow. And that's not a bad thing to want to want for. It's it's not. And usually snow comes before this. So it has been a long wait for snow. But then I got to realize, Kyla, you should be thankful for the nice weather. You should be thankful for the 40s and 50s that you're getting every single day. Because you might be complaining about how cold it is outside. And that goes into another thing with thankfulness, complaining. But I'm not going to go too much on a side tangent about that. But it's like so, yeah, just like I was saying, it's so easy to fall into the trap of wanting for the next literal season to come. I think everybody looks forward to Christmas. But, you know, if you start 
celebrating Christmas in September, then Christmas is not going to be as sweet. This Christmas season is not going to be as amazing as it would be if you waited until after Thanksgiving, or even if you waited until November, because September is extreme. So if you're, if you're just looking forward to September, how many good times will you pass by because you just want Christmas to come? And that's not a bad thing to want for want to come, but you know, it's hard. <laughs> the next thing that I have been falling into is being wanting to be in college and then after college wanting to just, you know, grow up and be a mom. <laughs> Literally. I have been listening to a lot of sermons lately that's like, oh, the woman to be, like the biblical woman to be. And every single one of them talks about motherhood because motherhood is a big point of biblical womanhood. Like we are called to be mothers. And I feel like that has just unlocked or just made the yearning to be a mother so much stronger in my heart. And I just, I want that even more. And I'm just like, Kyla, you got to slow down. Yes, I know you want to have a house and have kids and host all these fun things and be a hostess and be a homemaker and have children and, you know, either homeschool your children or whatever happens. You want that to happen now. You want to be an adult. You want to, like, something that I've been really yearning for is becoming a mom and then also becoming a hostess. So, realizing, I realize that I can do that now. Like, I can be a hostess and I can, you know, plan fun things and no, it may not necessarily be at my house, but I can plan fun things. I can go and seek out the things that I'm yearning for right now. It may just look a little bit different. And even though I just want to be in that season right now, I have been realizing so many things that I can be thankful for and I can focus my mind on. So one of the things that I have been realizing especially like just now I kind of came to this realization too, is like I can be a hostess even if it's not at my own house. I can plan and organize things even though I'm not an adult yet. I don't have to wait for adulthood to help pour into girls my age. I don't have to be an adult to do great things for the kingdom. Like I can do it where I'm at right now. Like, maybe I won't, I'm not able to be a discipler because I'm not old enough. So maybe once I get old and grow up a little bit more, I can become a discipler. But what I can do right now is pour into girls younger than me, meet with girls my age and have really amazing conversations and then meet with older women and learn from them. There's so many things that I can learn from older women in my life, older women at the church, older women in my family. There's so many things that I can learn from older women. And I don't necessarily have to be in that position now because God has placed me in high school and he has placed these yearnings on my heart, these yearnings to be a mom and to be a hostess and to be a homemaker. But that doesn't mean that I can't value the now. 
It's not bad to want for these things or to look forward to them, but when it becomes all you want or all you think about, then it's a problem. So practicing gratitude for the now will make me more content. So what are some things that I can be grateful for? I can be grateful for this Christian coffee shop thing. It's like more of a organization. I don't know how to explain it. There's this facility that isn't open all the time. They do serve coffee. This is what I use for my Bible studies in the morning. And I can just be thankful that like God has opened the door for me to be able to use this facility and be a hostess, even if it's not in my own home, but be a hostess and just be a light for other Christian girls. Like I go, I go pretty early and get everything set up and try and make it cozy-ish. And you know, I am playing the hostess role, even though it's not in my own house. I make girls coffee. I bring them in. I invite them in and I just want to be a welcoming welcoming thing for them. And like, I can be thankful for the, the doors that God has opened. And I'm going to be hosting a Friendsgiving at this organization, this coffee shop, this facility this week on Wednesday, like the day before Thanksgiving. And I can be so grateful that God has opened that door for me to be able to do this and invite people in and be a hostess and host this thing, even though it's not at my own house, even though I'm not old and I don't have children and I can't be like, come over to my house and have coffee and let's do a Bible study in the morning. Even though it's not at my my own house, I can still be so thankful because God has provided this amazing facility for me to use and me to host things out of. Like, I can't just go and be like, oh, I'm going to do something right now. I have to ask permission from the owners. But God has just enabled enabled this to be used to further the kingdom. I can be so thankful for the multiple girls, girls that I can bore into. Although I'm not their discipler, because I'm not old enough to be their discipler, but I can still pour into them and show them, like, the little high schooler insight that they might need because I have some underclassmen well people who are younger grades than me and they ask me questions and they come to me and I can be so grateful for those relationships that God has put in my life to help me like learn from and teach them what I feel like because sometimes it's it's really good to get to know somebody and get together with somebody who is around your age just a little bit older and has just a little bit more life experience than you but is still going through so many of the same things that you are going through too like although I'm a senior and I have my own set of like oh college prep what are we gonna do like all that stuff I can be so thankful that like the experiences that I've had in high school and just the fact that I am still in high school and I'm surrounded by the same people that they're surrounded by every single day gives me a special opportunity and a special like connection point to them that maybe I won't have with a high schooler when hopefully I become a discipler like that is so rewarding and so amazing and then also that I have free time to devote to this podcast and my walk with God. 
I was reading First Corinthians today, and it's been a while since I've read my Bible. If we're gonna be all, if we're gonna be honest, but I got to First Corinthians seven, verses. Let's see, like thirty-two through thirty-five, but. He, Paul is talking about the unmarried versus the married woman. And he says, The unmarried woman is anxious about things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious, is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. So that just reminded me this morning, like, yes, Kyla, you really want to grow up and have children and have a husband and like do all of these amazing things which is like God's intention and I think God has even put that on his heart for me but it doesn't mean that right now can't be sweet like my experiences right now don't have to be less amazing or less influential and the people in my interactions with people or how I choose to spread the gospel and how I, not disciple, but how I pour into other girls' lives, it doesn't mean that I can't do that until I'm old, until I'm at the point where, you know, I can host Wednesday morning Bible studies every single week at my house for mothers, or I can host or I can disciple young girls in high school and middle school. Like it doesn't have to wait until that point. And I can be grateful for all of the opportunities that God has given me, all of the people that he's put in my path this year to really grow with and help influence them to grow as well. Like I see just how much wisdom I can gain from people who come to me with questions. It's crazy. I'm like, you are, you're telling me things that I needed to hear right now. What you're saying are actually, what you're saying is really good. I don't even know why you need my help because I feel like you got it, you got it figured out. You're pretty smart right there. (laughs) But practicing gratitude for the now will make me more content. So just remembering that I can practice gratitude for all of the opportunities that God has given me to serve him and to further his kingdom right now will make me more content. I can be like, Lord, thank you for all the girls that you've put in my path this year that's helped me grow and that I can help grow as well. Lord, thank you for this podcast and just that I've had the free time to do this podcast and really pour into this own side of ministry and really advance your kingdom and connect with girls all across the world. Lord, thank you for the friends that I've made through this podcast. Just how much I have like two friends that I've made just through this podcast, which is insane because one girl, she even lives in my own town and I think she found me on Spotify and she did not know that I was like, went to her same school and I didn't know her until she reached out and she was like, Hey, I'm actually, I actually go to your school and I love your podcast and I'd love to meet sometime. 
And I got so excited. I was like, this is crazy, Lord. Like, you just worked it all together. So we would have the time to meet. We would just, like, somehow meet up. And that is amazing. And then also just, like, my friend in Kenya, Nia. Like, literally, she has been such a blessing. And I would not have known her if it weren't for the podcast. So just thanking God for what he's doing through this podcast can also make me more content. Okay. So my next thing is practical ways we can be more grateful. So you're like, yeah. I know that I'm supposed to be grateful. I get that. But how do I practice gratitude and thankfulness in my day-to-day life? Because, you know, it's really easy for me to be like, oh, I gotta practice gratitude. You know? Oh, I'm thankful for this food and I'm thankful for the weather today. But, you know, I feel like it's not an everyday thing that you're practicing gratitude. At least for me, it's not an everyday intentional thing. So the first thing that I suggest is a gratitude journal. So each day, find one thing you're grateful for, and it doesn't have to be big. I did this one year, actually, and it was, well, one month. It was, I don't know, two years ago? Maybe about a year and a half ago. A little less than a year and a half ago. It was near the end of my sophomore year. Well, I think it was in, like, March or May. One of the two. I don't quite remember. But I made a note on my phone like in the little notes app and I would practice daily gratitude and daily things that I'm grateful for each day and it was so good for me just to go through and like remember things that I'm grateful for each day and have that intentional time where I just wrote it down I think one of the days I was like I'm grateful for what did I say oh the the blueberry muffins at this one place that I like to go eat lunch. Like that was one of the things that I was grateful for. And it wasn't even something big or like super big or anything. It was just small things throughout my day that I was like, oh wow. You know, focus on one small thing each day that I can be grateful for. Because I feel like focusing on the small things also helps us too. So have an actual journal, and I might try and start to do this, or just a note on your phone, and each day just write the date and write one thing that you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be big. It can be super small, like I'm grateful for the the muffins, yeah, the muffins that they sell at this one grocery store, which are really good, or I'm just grateful for the fact that I got to talk to this person that I usually don't talk to. Or I'm grateful for something big, like I'm grateful that my dad has recovered from his injury. Because I know, like, I've had a lot of friends whose their family has gotten injured. So that could be one of your big things. But I think it's so easy for us to be super grateful when big things happen. Like, oh, wow, my dad, he just got through surgery. Or, oh, Lord, thank you that you, that there's, that these people that I know are pregnant. Like, thank you for the blessing that this child is going to bring to their life. Or, oh, Lord, thank you for, I don't know, whatever big thing. There's, I feel like it's so much easier for me to be super grateful 
for the big things. And I remember to be grateful for the big things a lot more than I remember to be grateful for the small things. So having a little gratitude journal where you just write down even the small things each day. Because I feel like you have to... And the thing with this is that you should try and find something different to be grateful for each day. So, you know, there might be a big thing that happens to the month and you're like, wow, Lord, thank you for, I don't know why I keep on using this, but thank you for my dad's recovery from his sickness. Um, but then you don't want to use that every single day and you don't want to be like, Lord, thank you for providing food on my table today. Which you can be really grateful for, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be grateful for that. But you should be like, Lord, thank you for the sunrise that I got to witness this morning. Just do the small things that might be a little bit mundane and not necessarily big or fancy. Try and point those out in your life. Like Try to really dig deep and find those small things to be grateful for that sometimes you don't even think about. You're just like, oh, that's cool. And you don't think, wow. You know, like that verse, every good gift comes from God. Like every good thing comes from God. So every little good thing in your day comes from the Lord. So my next thing is express thought at gratitude to one person each day. This actually comes with a little bit of a backstory. So I'm in speech and debate, as some of you know, and I do this speech event called oratory and it's where you write a 10 minute speech and usually it's persuasive and it's stating your opinion on a topic and usually there's like a problem that goes with the your topic and then you talk about your opinion and one guy he's a really good speaker like the year prior he did uh he actually did a no he did a speech about saying sorry And this year, he did a speech about being thankful. And he talked about how each day, he actually has a gratitude journal, but it's solely devoted to people. So he starts it off with the dreaded thank you note. You know, the thank you note that you had to write. I remember having to write them for all of my Christmas or birthday presents, and I did not like it. I didn't like writing, like, 10 letters to people. Thank you for the gift card that you got me for your birthday. Love got me for my birthday. Love Kyla. Like that to, I don't know how old I was. Six, seven, I don't think I was eight, maybe eight year old me. That wasn't fun. And he talks about how he had to write a thank you letter to his teachers when he was younger. And he just says that he remembers dreading it and it was terrible but now he's remember he recently realized how gratefulness is like such a big influence on our lives so one thing that he challenged the audience to do was express gratitude to at least one person every single day and that is kind of hard to do you think, oh, I can do that. No, it's so much harder than you would think it would be. But I think that if we express thought out gratitude to one person each day, I feel like we would become so much more grateful and so much more happier people. Like send an email or a text. If a teacher 
went above and beyond to help you or a group of you and your classmates, send out an email to them. Be like, dear Miss or Mr. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for your help and your added input in this project. It would not have come out as good as it did if it weren't for your influence. And thank you for continually pouring into students and all of that stuff. So you could write an email. And he actually gave a statistic that teachers who get gratitude, like have gratitude expressed to them, are less likely to have burnout, which is insane to think that how much gratitude can really go. But you could write a thank you letter or write an email or write a text or write a little note or even say it in person to literally anybody, your coworkers, your mom, your dad, your any family member, your friends or teachers who else do I really interact with? Not many people um, besides that. But there are so many people that we can express our gratitude for. And that leads me in to my third practical ways you can be more grateful. This is especially going into the Thanksgiving season. So write thank you notes to those who have made an impact in your life this year. Yes, handwritten letters to, I said 20-ish people. You don't have to do 20. I don't think I'll make it to 20. But it was so good because I actually started, I only wrote, I only had time for one letter last night. But I remember writing it and I was like, oh, when she opens this, will it be awkward? Will it be weird? Like, I don't know. What if she thinks it's weird? And then I was like, okay, Kyla. Stop. Imagine if you were in her shoes and you get this thank you letter that you weren't even expecting by somebody that you, not really disciple, but somebody that you are a leader to in your youth group. Like, think of how much that would make you feel like, oh wow, I'm making a difference in this girl's life oh wow, like this is such a heartfelt message and, you know, that really drives me to continue or, you know, it can have the potential to make somebody's day. And that's what I had to remember. I was like, if you got this happy little envelope in the mail, Kyla, and you opened it up and it's a handwritten thank you letter from somebody, from your friend or from somebody younger that you've had an influence on, Like, you would feel so amazing. Like, every time that I get an email or a DM or anything else about my podcast, I feel so much more motivated and so much more encouraged to do it. Like, I, it's crazy because I didn't think it would have that big of a difference or an influence on my life. I was like, uh, but it really keeps you going. If somebody's like writing this super encouraging note to you, it doesn't even have to be a thank you note, but just encouraging note to you, then you're going to be more likely to want to continue that practice. So think of family, friends, youth leaders, teachers, coworkers, etc. that you could write little notes to. And I challenge you to write handwritten notes 
very thought out thank you notes to each and every one of them. And if somebody listens to this that I know that I may or may not write a thank you note to before (laughs) I get it to them, well, sorry, the surprise was ruined. But I'm trying to think of the people that I can write out a good solid thank you note to and that have really helped me this year. And there's so many people that I can think of, whether it's friends or partners or even co-workers and youth leaders, teachers. There's like a few teachers that I can think of and it's just like crazy to see, to think of how that may encourage them to continue to do the good work that they're work doing and all of that stuff. And this is not coming from like a point of, um, of, oh, what's the word? Selfishness. I actually kind of feel weird. I'm like, do I write a thank you letter to this person or do I not? Because they've been influential, but I'm not sure if they'd like a handwritten note from me saying thank you. But I think it's so important to just get over those awkward feelings and realize like, even though you might feel weird, like, hey, Mr. Blah, 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 here's a note that I wrote to you. Thank you for all that you do. (laughs) And you might feel so awkward. Like, I'm going to feel awkward. The few ones that I give out that are, like, to teachers or even to influential leaders um, in the community, I just am realizing, like, I want to say thank you for the influence that they've had on my life. To for, yeah, just the influence and just say, like, it was a great year. Thanks for being there and thanks for helping me and encouraging me and all of that stuff. So, I'm challenging each one of you to go home, write a thank you letter. If you want to, send an email, but I would say write a thank you letter. It doesn't have to get to them by Thanksgiving. You could give it out after Thanksgiving. You could mail it. Like, I still have to mail this letter that I sat down and I was like, do you think she'd really like this? And I was really worried. It's addressed. It just needs a little stamp. Like, write write a handwritten note because I feel like those are so much sweeter than anything that you could type up on a computer. So, that's my challenge to every single one of you. Please write out a note to try and get as many people as you want as as possible because there's like, okay, well, I would say thank you to my mom. Thank you to a few friends and that's it. But no, I am challenging you to really think of those people in your life that have grown you and helped you grow over the year and think of those people, whether it's be youth group leaders Even, like, your pastor. You could write a thank you note to your pastor. Or whoever it may be, write out a thank you letter and send it either in the mail or give it to them the next time you see them. Like, really challenge yourself to just not just think of, oh, the four people that I'm grateful for this year. Think of people outside of those four people that you may not be like, oh, this is the first person that I think of when I want to write a thank you note. But just really reflect on it and be like, wow, this one youth group leader, like, she has really helped me this year. She is such a light, and I really enjoyed this Bible study that she hosted. I 
really just enjoy talking with her and seeing her every week at youth group. Or, wow, I really enjoy this one teacher. You know, he's a Christian. He's such a light. And I just want to thank him. I'm thinking of a teacher that lets us use his room for FCA, but I want to thank him for letting us use his room for FCA at lunch and just for the influence and just the light that he is and how bold he is in his faith in the school hallways in such a dark school. I want to thank these people that let me use their facility every single Wednesday morning for my Bible study. I'm definitely going to have to write a thank you note to them. I want to thank these friends that I've met this year or reconnected to this year and just thank them for being there for me and being a light in my life. Like, think of those people that, you know, you might not be like, I'm thankful for my mom and my friends. Be like, wow, where can I intentionally be thankful for the people that I interact with every single week or even every single day? that I feel like I don't express enough gratitude for the relationship that we've built or the memories that we've made or even the influence that they've had over my life. Okay, I think that might be it. So I challenge each and every one of you to get cute envelopes. If you don't want to get cute envelopes, it's okay. Write little notes to the people that matter in your life and just be an encouraging light for them because If I were to receive a thank you letter from somebody, I would be so encouraged. Like, I'm encouraged every time that I get an email from any of you guys. Like, I am deeply encouraged. So, I just want to challenge each and every one of you to take that leap, take that step, write that letter, write that email, write that text, go up to the person in person to their face and say thank you for all of the influence that you've had over my life this year and thank you for just being a light in such a dark world okay i love each and every one of you thank you so much for listening today and i hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's not as long as some of the past ones but it's still pretty long so Thank you for making it to the end. And oh, also, I made an email list. So if you are at all interested in joining the email list, um, it is now linked in the podcast bio. And I'll be sending out little weekly encouragements to your mailboxes. And yeah, I hope that that can just be a light for you guys and really help, you know, be a little encouragement when maybe you're not able to listen to a full hour-long podcast episode, but you just want a little daily dose of encouragement. So yeah, thank you guys again so much for listening, and I'll see y'all in the next one. Bye! Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one.